0: Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, Sean Clayton. And welcome to Schooled with a Professor. The Seahawks are going to be traveling to Carolina, Charlotte, to be able to play the Carolina Panthers. And joining us on Schooled is Jake DeLome, quarterback who gets the Panthers to the Super Bowl, has had such a great career. He's been doing the broadcasting home games and a couple road games on the Panthers broadcast. And Jake, thanks for joining us on Schooled with the Professor. What happened to the team this year?
1: You know John, I uh, that's a great question. I obviously I think we need to start with the the elephant in the room and that was the Cam Newton uh foot injury. Um was anticipating a, a pretty decent team, a pretty stealthy team with some young talent at the receiver position and I went to camp uh for a few days this year when they uh, practiced against the Buffalo Bills and was looking forward to seeing how you know, Cam was going to do this year. I didn't think the shoulder was going to be an issue because the way he threw the football in camp. And then the first two games of the season, I think you ran the ball five times combined. So there was, I knew there was something and, 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 sure, and sure enough, it kind of came out. He just, the foot was bothering him. And so you start in a hole, oh, and two. And to be honest, you left the stadium the first two games of the season feeling you had an empty pit in your stomach because, we felt we should have beaten the Rams and then we should have beaten Tampa Bay. So you're 0-2, you're already kind of behind it to begin with, and then Kyle Allen comes in and you win four in a row and kind of back and forth uh, from that point on. And then um, just it seems like uh, some of the wheels have kind of fallen off. You, we've lost, uh, I think it's five in a row. Um, and the last two weeks haven't, haven't been pretty, to say the least, losing to Atlanta and then Washington Redskins. Because the week prior, they went into New Orleans, played a fantastic football game, and was very unfortunate not to come out with the win that day.
0: Yeah, that's and that's the thing. I mean, with with Cam and I remember being on the sidelines for last year's game uh, against you know Seattle and against the uh, and seeing what happened. And I mean, he was fine then. He looked good, but as the year went on, the shoulder just kept on. I guess getting so weak that nothing was going right, and uh, his ability to throw downfield was just wasn't there.
1: It wasn't there. And um, and I said something during the broadcast. This Week two, we played Tampa um, in Carolina, and it was the Thursday night game. And he threw a comeback, an 18-yard comeback, on the Panthers' sideline in the fourth quarter to D.J. Moore. And on the air, I said, listen, we need to put to rest there's a shoulder problem with Cam Newton because you cannot make that throw. It was from the opposite hash on a line – right on the money. I said, I don't think there's a shoulder issue at all. Um, maybe maybe the foot's bothering him a little bit more. It, that was my exact words. And, and sure enough, it came out after that. The foot was an issue. And, um, and it affected his ability to run. Because you've seen Cam Newton in person. And everybody has seen him play. But until you truly see the sheer size of Cam Newton in person, you don't realize how difficult he is to bring down. And the Panthers were like the number one uh, goal line team for many years with cam number one short yardage team with cam because you, you gained an extra blocker because you had this derrick henry so to speak running the football uh, playing quarterback and it just it wasn't the same because of the foot issue and um because I, I truly believe in my heart of hearts the shoulder was fine because of what i saw on the field with my own two eyes him throwing the football
0: yeah but now, so Kyle Allen comes in, undrafted uh, rookie, or not rookie, he was a rookie in 2018, but uh, how, what was going right for him, and is this the usual thing that happens in the league where it's like, okay, you play four or five games, and the next thing you know, defenses catch up to you and figure out what you are, and then start taking things away?
1: I think somewhat, John, but I have to give Kyle a little bit of credit. Um, yes, I know he played the last game last year against the Saints, and the Saints uh, had already locked up their seed, so they weren't playing a ton of guys, um, and he played well. Well, then he comes out and he beats Arizona, um, which, you know, we, Arizona's in rebuild mode. Then you go to Houston and beat Houston, and then we get some other wins along the way. You get the Tennessee win. You go to London to beat Tampa. Um, you um, beat Jacksonville Jaguars. And then in Green Bay, they went out to Green Bay, in typical Lambeau weather, snowing in the fourth quarter. He leads the team on a drive late in the game. We get tackled on the one-yard line to tie the game. And so I'm looking forward to, hey, is this, this kid showing some moxies, really starting to get it? And then we had a game against Atlanta um, about four weeks ago. That, In all honesty, it was ugly. It, you can't really say anything good about that game. They sacked us. We had four turnovers. Uh, they ran back a punt on us. And then now, in my mind, was the test. Okay, is Kyle going to be considered uh, a career backup? Or will he kind of come through and play better football and have a chance to be a starter in this league and an effective one? And he went to New Orleans and played an absolutely great football game. He really and truly did. I think New Orleans is one of the premier teams in the NFC um, and even the NFL. In in that environment, played lights out, put up 30-something-odd points, Um, and we missed an extra point uh, to take the lead in that football game with uh, under two minutes left to go. So I thought he could have been, uh, you know, some of the answer, and he's still trying to play tough and and trying to do the right things, but we're having some issues up front protecting him, and he's still making some young mistakes, and you're going to get that along the way. I think we all know that. But I don't think he should be relegated to the term he'll be a career backup. He's shown enough, I think, in my mind, that he can be an effective starter. But I truly believe there needs to be more help around him to help him.
0: Yeah. Is there a comparable from what you see? I mean, what style of quarterback is he? Is there a quarterback that you look at and you say, hmm, kind of reminds me of, Kyle reminds me of this guy?
1: Listen, uh, I think uh, if I had to pick one off the top of my head, I think he could be an Andy Dalton type of guy. And I'm a fan of Andy Dalton. I I really am. And I think Kyle, he can move well enough. He's every bit of 6'2", 6'3", about 220 pounds. I mean, he has plenty enough size. The arm strength, I think, is is a non-factor. I think he has plenty enough arm. Um, And he moves well. I think he can be a very effective starter. We need to get better up front. We've been musical chairs at at the left tackle. Um, We've had some unfortunate injuries and and, um, and just a lot of young guys playing at left tackle, three different left tackles. Two of them have been rookies, one a second-round pick, one a sixth-round pick. Uh, Daryl Williams, coming off of a knee injury last year, had to play some left tackle. So it's kind of been – it hasn't been the easiest of pockets for him. Uh, but when he does have time and, and things of that nature, he's made some very good throws, uh, played some good football, used his feet. Um, so if I had to compare him to somebody, I think he can be like an Andy Dalton, and I think that's an effective winning NFL quarterback.
0: Yeah. Was the uh, plan for Greg Little to be the starting left tackle and then you know, the concussion problems eventually caught up to him?
1: You know what? That would be more of a maybe an internal question. Uh, I would assume it was probably, let's say, hopefully we could get a redshirt gear out of Greg because he does have the talent and he does have the feet long arms, but I think a red shirt year would have done him some uh, some some good. Uh, but then again, when he has played um, the Texans game uh, against, uh, against that defense, I thought he played really, really well. I thought he held his own against a very formidable front in the Houston Texans. Unfortunately, he had a concussion a few weeks prior to that. Then he had a concussion uh, at the end of that game. So, it's kind of been up and down. Um, and then he had an ankle. So, in essence it's almost been like a red shirt year uh that he's had to play some and battle through injuries um but i think he can be effective left tackle in the national football league once he starts getting some grown man strength to him
0: let's talk about the weapons around him i mean you have to start with christian mccaffrey who's certainly you know one of the best running backs a guy that uh particularly early in the season was considered to be an mvp candidate why is he so good
1: John, I think you're going to see – I don't know if you've seen him play on the on the sideline watching him in person. Um, he's truly – he's special. I don't know any other word to say it. What he can do as a three-down back, I don't know if everyone thought he would be a three-down back, um, you know, the true in-between-the-tackles type of runner. He is His balance is, 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 is very unique. He keeps his feet underneath him and the power that he has, especially with his lower half, He can hit a hole, and he's always moving the pile forward. That's something that I've been more impressed uh, by him this year than I think um, that I had been the first two years. And it wasn't a knock. It's just I'm seeing this guy carry the pile, move the pile, and make the pile go forward when when you look at him, you wouldn't think that he would be a true in-between-the-tackles runner. Now, outside the tackles, catching the ball, running routes, He's special. I, I believe you can line him up as a starting flanker of split in, and he could be effective as many starting wide receivers in the National Football League.
0: Well, yeah, he's really good. Now, of course, uh, how I know the big emphasis over the last two years is to get faster at the receiver position. Okay, are they fast? And if so, how good are is this group of wide receivers?
1: Well, I think the two young kids, uh, Curtis Samuel, who's in his third year out of Ohio State. Now he's 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 the burner of the bunch. And he was more of a, a gadget type of guy, maybe a slash type of player at Ohio State in the backfield, uh, some receiver. So I think he's really kind of coming into his own and, and really learning the receiver position. But D.J. Moore, the first-round pick last year, he's, he's having a quiet, good football season. If you look at his stats, and um, this is a guy in his second year. He can be a legitimate number one receiver. Very strong lower half, very strong balance, very good in and out of breaks, very strong after the catch. Um, So I think you're seeing a jump by him. I'm hopeful. Listen, the season hasn't gone the way the Panthers expected. And the last few weeks have been, last couple of weeks have been very rough. And it doesn't get any easier with Seattle coming in. But I think there's some positives to be had on this football team and some growth. And I'd like to see the growth. Uh, continue these next few weeks of the season uh, to see what you're made of. Uh, Because this is an awkward situation. You have an interim coach. You don't know who the next head coach is going to be next year. So you're playing for pride right now. um, And let's see some some more growth to get yourself ready for next season.
0: Yes. How stunned were you with the news that Ron Rivera was fired?
1: Well... Listen, this is the National Football League, John, and you've covered it uh, forever. Nine years in the NFL is an eternity. There's not many coaches that have coached that long. And listen, Mr. Tepper bought the team last year. Uh, Ron was not his hire. And he's given Ron a couple of years. And I just think he wanted to go in another direction. Um, I can't say I was surprised. Um, Is it right that you do it with four weeks left to go in the season? I think it was pretty telling after Ron was let go. There was a sit-down interview uh, with Mr. Tepper, and basically he said, listen, I made up my mind I was going in another direction. Could I have let him coach the last four games? Yes, absolutely. It's not the right thing to do. I didn't want to start going behind his back, starting to talk to possible candidates, and him maybe finding out that's not the way I operate. That's not what I'm doing, and that's just the way it is, and it'll give Ron time to catch his breath and get himself ready for a particular job that he might have of interest in next season. And th- that was the owner's take. Um, he hasn't said anything, I know, since he's taken over to make me not question him. Um, and that that was his decision. Whether it's the right or wrong, I can't answer that. Um, but, you know, he said, listen, I'm, I, I'm, this is what I'm doing, and, and I'm not going to go behind his back. So uh, he was honest and forthright. Um, I know it probably affected the team some because Ron was so well-liked um, from the player's perspective. But so that's the NFL, and it's a tough business sometimes, and results matter.
0: No question about it. I guess one of the little changes on the staff is now North Turner not calling the plays and Ron Turner calling the plays, his son. How's that transition starting?
1: Well, it's Scott. I'm sorry, it's Scott. Scott, it's Scott. Son. Ron right. is his brother, so... There's a lot of turners that call yes, plays yes. In, the, in the National Football League. Um, Scott, I think it's gone pretty well. Now, listen, we can look at the game last week, and you see you, we've lost, the Panthers lost 40-20. to 20. But Ian Thomas had to play. Second year tied in, Greg Olson was out with a concussion. So Ian Thomas had to play. We saw him make more catches and, and play more than he had all season long. Christian was still Christian. The receivers did some good things. Um, it's just – there was a turnover here or there. Uh, we had punt return turnovers. They had a 93-yard touchdown pass. The game got away in the second half of the Panthers. But I thought he did a fine job, but it's such a small sample size. And when you get down like how the Panthers got down early in the second half, it really – you you saw, you know, a two quarters and, and maybe a drive of what, how Scott Turner would probably want to call a game. So I think the sample size is still way too small.
0: Yeah, no question. And that's a – thing to go i know that uh i was thinking and i'm sure it's probably going to happen probably more next week than this week that uh, they would go to will greer just to give him a little bit of time to see where he is as a quarterback Uh, what do you see as far as his potential
1: well that's the thing you know preseason what do you truly see in the preseason um you can see some things but until he gets out there uh with real um real defenses and real pressures and things of that nature Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, Kyle's going this week. Whether or not they let uh, Will play the last couple remains to be seen. But when you look at it, he's going to have to go. If if that's the case, you still have the Colts in in Indianapolis, and they're still battling. And then you're going to have the Saints, the last game of the season. And we don't know if this is going, going to come down to home field advantage or getting a bye so there's, going to be, there's some challenges the next three weeks that these Panthers have to face. Uh, it doesn't matter who's that quarterback.
0: Yeah, no question. So, so now it's a matter and I guess, the, uh, the other look at it is uh, defense because the, the change that Ron made this year was using more of a 3-4 look, and you look at those three defensive linemen, and they were sensational. But Dante Poe gets injured. He's on injured reserve. Kawan Short goes on injured reserve. So now, uh, not that the cupboard's bare, but, boy, it's an interesting transition the way the defense has gone.
1: It really has. And, you know, losing, uh, K, you know, KK Short, I think, was huge because Gerald McCoy signed him in the offseason from Tampa and a very big body but a quick body, almost that true three technique. And so when you're thinking you're going to have those two stalwarts inside, um, so that was a blow. And then you're losing the big man and Don Terry Poe uh, against the Saints to a uh, – I believe it was a quad or patella type of injury – so you, the size that we've lost inside has been pretty significant. And, listen, let's be honest. Teams have lined up and ran the ball right down our throat, and that's what they've uh, kind of done most of the year. So um, it certainly hasn't helped. And I would assume um, you, you, we're probably going to see Seattle play with uh, five, six, seven offensive linemen like they like to do um, and, and try to establish the run. I know you they lost uh, – penny to to an injury this past weekend, but I would assume they're going to want to establish the run because we haven't shown that we can truly stop it uh, on Carolina's side.
0: And then finally, uh, big picture uh, question, what do you look at as the the state of quarterbacks in the National Football League now that uh, the running quarterbacks are starting to gain some momentum?
1: Well, I love it. I, I enjoy, I love seeing different dynamics change. You know, the Lamar Jackson, watching him play it's fantastic. I had a front-row seat to Michael Vick. I was with the Saints, so I watched him early on in that division, and then I go to Carolina and obviously had to watch him some more. So I saw the true, um, you know, ultimate running quarterback in Michael Vick. And then now watching what Baltimore's doing in, in, with Lamar Jackson, uh, watching Kyler Murray uh, do some positive things in Arizona, you have to be mobile in, the, in, the, in this day and age. Now, I still believe in the Tom Brady's, uh, that can stand in the pocket and throw it. I think his weapons are a little suspect for him right now, um, but I, I still think you can and drop back and throw the football in this league. But when you add that certain that that, that run to the mix, it gives defenses so many problems, and um, it's just basically you're looking for any advantage offensively, um, and that's kind of what this game is kind of going to. Um, so. It's, uh, it's certainly a change, but I truly believe good old-fashioned football can still win in this league. Um, I'm watching the 49ers play. I'm not so sure Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is one of these uh, great threats to run, uh, but they, they established a run with that football team, and they're still very, very effective in one of the premier teams in this league. So I think you can still do it both ways, but it is fun to see a new kind of regime of quarterbacks start to come in.
0: Hey, Jake DeLombe, it's great to talk to you here on Schooled with a Professor, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday.
1: Look forward to seeing you too, John, and uh, take care. Thanks for having me on.
0: And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with a Professor.